Welcome to another episode of the Father Ted Talk, broadcast here at the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Now here's Father Ted. Mother Seton one time said, the gate of heaven is very low and only the humble can enter through it. Humility is the theme of today's readings. If we want to enter the heavenly banquet, if we want to be exalted in the heavenly banquet, we have to humble ourselves while we are here in this earthly banquet. This is one of the laws of the spiritual life. In physics, all those who are gonna be starting the school year soon, they're gonna learn about these laws sooner or later, but in physics, we learn that there are laws of nature. There are ways that certain things work. So for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Or again, you can never destroy energy. You can only transfer it to a different form. It's gonna to continue to exist in perpetuity. Or maybe a body immersed in fluid experiences a upward thrust equal to the weight of the fluid displaced by it. These are laws that we study in science. The biology has its laws, chemistry has its laws. The spiritual life has laws as well. Certain things always work the same way in the spiritual life. And today's readings tell us about one of those, namely, the humble, the lowly shall be exalted. The way to enter and sit at Jesus' right hand to be exalted and have a place of honor at Jesus' right hand is to serve him here on earth. If we seek to serve rather than to be served, to claim the lowest place instead of the highest, to treasure God's esteem rather than men's adulation, God will then say to us the words of the host in today's gospel. Go up to a higher place. In the book of Sirach, we heard something similar, where he tells us, conduct your affairs with humility. The greater you are, humble yourself the more, and you will find favor with God. Notice that, notice that continued pattern. You lower yourself, God will raise you. You humble yourself, God will exalt you. The gospel, in the nimshal of today's gospel, or the upshot of today's gospel, our Lord states the rule very simply. Everyone who exalts himself will be humble, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. This is why St. Thomas Aquinas would say that humility is the disposition that opens us up to receive divine gifts. When you are humble, then God can reward you, then God can bless you, then God can exalt you. But in the other places of scriptures, we hear once again, what God does with the people that are not humble. Mary sang in her wonderful Magnificat that the Lord will cast the mighty down from their thrones, like the people that build up for themselves power and fame and fortune. They are the people that will be cast down from those earthly thrones that they've built for themselves. But he will lift up the lowly, she said. Or perhaps maybe more intimidating, in the Psalms, we read that the Lord is on high. So God is on high, God is exalted, God is all powerful, but he looks on the lowly with favor. 
So it's not as if when we humble ourselves, he forgets about us. He looks upon the lowly, but the proud he sees from afar. That's something you don't want in your life. You don't want to be seen from afar by God. Because if God is looking at you from afar, it means God is not close to you. And the whole point of life is getting closer to God. We must humble ourselves. This law of lowering oneself in order to be humbled is present or is visibly present in Bethlehem. Maybe some of you have had the great fortune of actually going to the place of our Lord's birth. There's currently this basilica built there. It's actually the oldest basilica in the whole Holy Land. It's the one basilica that was not destroyed during the seventh century, during the invasions. Because the invading Saracens, they saw there were representations on the mosaics of people that looked like their countrymen. And so they didn't destroy this one basilica, the Basilica of the Nativity, because they thought that their own people were being honored there. And what three people from the Middle East would be depicted in the Basilica of the Nativity? The three Magi. So this is the one basilica that goes a long ways back. But one interesting feature of this basilica is the door. There's one single door to this basilica, so it's kind of a fire hazard. But to this one door, it's only four feet tall. If you're gonna walk, if you're gonna enter into the Basilica of the Nativity, you have to stoop over. Like the door comes up to about here on me. You must bend over. You must make yourself small if you're going to come into the birthplace of our Lord. So you cannot proudly strut into that shrine. If you want to be with God, you must humble yourself, crouch over, and walk in. If you're not willing to humble yourself, you can stay outside by yourself. Now, perhaps hearing about humility in church isn't so surprising. It's one of the foundational virtues. St. Augustine, who we normally celebrate today as well as Mother Seton's birthday, St. Augustine said, if you want a tall spiritual edifice, if you want a tall spiritual edifice of holiness, you have to build a deep foundation of humility. This virtue is something fundamental for us, but it's not something which is highly considered in today's culture. You know, when you go around, it's not as if you find a lot of people praising the virtue of humility. We see this in an exorbitant number of award shows, indulging the egos of those in film, television, and music. You got awards for the best actors, the best actresses, directors, producers, graphic artists, film editors, hairstylists, product design, production designers, sound mixing, visual effects, screenplay writers, and so many others. All of them have to be recognized as the best. They need to be somehow lifted up. They have to be awarded their prize. Or maybe for all of us who are not so much in the media industry, we've got at our places of work the best employee, the most successful sales rep, the most popular student, the best groomed dog. We are obsessed with awards. We are obsessed with recognition. We are obsessed with being praised as a culture. In social gatherings, it's very common to see people jockeying for, to one-up their neighbors, to get a little bit of a better position, sometimes literally a better place at table. Like if you go to a fancy banquet or some sort of other affair like that, there's this head table, maybe a wedding, for example. There's a head table, and there's kind of that desire to be at that head table that we experience. 
We thirst for approval and compliments, and we get disappointed when they're not there, and we'll even get angry if somebody dares to do, to do the opposite to us, if they dare to critique us or insult us or not praise us. Now, perhaps we're aware that there is this culture of exaltation. There's this mood in our culture where we're in this rat race for praise. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to be stuck in that obsession with praise and applause. But the opposing, the, um, the alternative doesn't sound very attractive to us because we often have a very negative opinion of humility. We often consider humility to be a pretty unappealing virtue to possess. After all, it might conjure up in images of degradation or objection. Or we might think that if I'm going to be humble, I have to be a doormat for other people. And some people even think that if you're humble, it means you hate yourself. But those ideas, the notion of being a doormat, the notion of suffering objection, the notion of, being, uh, of hating yourself, those are not humility. You are not humble if you have self-hatred. So we need to, first of all, understand what humility actually is. Humility means seeing yourself through God's eyes. It means seeing yourself as God sees you, from God's point of view. Or as St. Teresa of Avila famously put it, humility means walking in the truth. So the humble person is somebody who's aware of their own gifts, of their own talents, of their own capacities. It would be kind of false humility if you denied those good things that God gave you. And so it would be kind of false humility if a genius calls himself a fool. Now, I don't know anything. I have no idea what to say here. This is just completely out of my league. You have a PhD in physics. You can teach the second grader science, okay? Or if I were to say, I don't know Spanish. I do know Spanish. It would be a lie for me not to admit that. But the humble person, along with recognizing their good things, also recognizes that they come from God. That's what distinguishes the humble person from the proud person. The humble person attributes their goodness to God. It's thanks to him that I have these good attributes, that I have these characteristics. I am blessed. I have not made a name for myself. I have been given these things from on high. Like St. Paul said, what do you have that you have not received? And so, if you've received it, why are you boasting about it? That's one aspect of walking in truth. I'm good. God has blessed me. Thanks be to God. The other aspect is, yes, I'm not perfect. I've got some evil in me. There's a principle of corruption here. I've got a tendency to sin. I'm not perfect. We're limited in our capacities and we're inclined to sin. So to, if, we want to, if we want to harmonize these two ideas, if we're going to be truly humble, we have to have both of these in play. So we can use St. Paul's image. We are vessels of clay bearing within them a precious treasure. So we have the weak element in us. We're, we're fragile. We're like vessels of clay. We break easily. 
but God has placed this great treasure within us. And so we are good, we are valuable. And those are the two elements that we have to keep in mind to be truly humble. So what do we actually do in a concrete way to acquire this virtue of humility? On the one hand, there's the sacrament of confession where we're admitted, we're forced to admit that we're not perfect. You gotta go into the confession and you gotta tell God's rep that I've messed up, I've sinned, I've fallen short of the glory of God. And if you can't think of anything wrong that you've done, feel free to ask your spouse. And I'm sure that they will assist you in making that examination of conscience. Another thing you can do is apologize to somebody. So when you go to confession, you're in a sense apologizing to God, but you've also offended somebody else. Like we often say, I've sinned against God and against you, my brothers and sisters. Apologizing to somebody else is an act of humility that will help you to become more humble. A more daily method to grow in this virtue of humility is to let somebody else have the last word in a conversation. We're always talking to somebody. We always have something to say. Sometimes we get into arguments. But letting somebody else finish the conversation is the mark of humility. If you demand to have the final word, that's not being humble. At times you will have the final word, but you have to be willing at times to give it to somebody else. And perhaps a more extraordinary act is to actually ask somebody else to correct you. Please, tell me my defects. That's also very humbling to go out of your way to ask somebody to point out what you are imperfect at. But finally, let's not forget that this is such an important virtue that God wants to give it to us. And so let's remember to ask God for it, praying for the virtue of humility. Perhaps the uh, best way to do that is to recite Cardinal Mary de Val's Litany of Humility. He was the Secretary of State for Pope St. Pius X. He wrote this wonderful Litany of Humility that's published all over the internet and most prayer books, most good prayer books have it in them. And so praying that Litany of Humility on a daily basis is a pretty good guarantee that you will receive that grace to be humble. And we're about to receive the eternal love and power of God in the Eucharist. But before we do, we always say, Lord, I am not worthy. I do not deserve this. I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. But say the word and my soul shall be healed. And so as we contemplate Christ's humility in the Eucharist, let's say those words with conviction today. Let's learn from him how to be truly humble of heart.